0: made this statement. And when religion and science conflict, at the end of the day, if you are an honest person, science must win. Now, um, he, also, he also made uh, this particular statement in that series as well. The foundation of our faith is not the scripture. The foundation of our faith is not the infallibility of the Bible. The foundation of our faith is something that happens in history, and the issue is always who is Jesus? Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. This is Elias Flores inviting you once again into this wonderful broadcast and discussion as I talk to you about the little brother with the big message. And uh, yes, we're going to be talking about the little brother of Jesus and his message, um, at least part one today. And uh, who is Jude? Okay, you know him as Judas. Okay, in in the um, in the book of Matthew, you actually have his name drawn out there in Matthew thirteen fifty three and uh, through fifty eight that um, that great time when Jesus taught them in the synagogue and they were shocked at his wisdom. They were shocked at where did this young where did uh, this man get these things? And then they realized, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this uh, not Mary? His mother Mary? And then they began to name off the brothers and his brothers James, his bro- brother Joseph. His brother Simon and judas and and um, many scholars believe that they cut down this his name from Judas to Jude to to really keep him away from we know who Judas Iscariot, the one that betrayed Christ, and so we we 're going to focus on the little brother with a big message, the little brother with a big message, and uh, he has some commonalities uh, that really attach him to. To the lineage of Jesus that we're going to look at. to give power to his message. He has a writing style, although he only has 20, I believe it's uh, 25 verses, but there are 25 powerful verses filled with historic writing, filled with the gospel of Jesus Christ, filled with the writings of, you'll, you'll hear Peter in there, you'll hear uh, Paul, you'll you'll hear you will hear uh, the great writers of the book of Acts. Um, Luke, you'll hear his his Pauline and uh, his writings in in the message of the book of Jude, which means that he was well rounded. Okay, he was well rounded, and his book is worthy to really be examined. Okay, many people don't know that this was Jesus' little brother, and that that is quite quite astonishing uh, when you say, well, who, who wrote the book of Jude? And people just give you that blank look. So we're going to look at the little brother of Jesus uh, with a big message, with a big time message. Okay. I like uh, Mark chapter 3, 20 verse 21. And this what gives the message. It's his, it's big voice is the fact that when Jesus was walking with him, okay, uh, when Jesus was in their midst, before the resurrection, they thought he was out of his mind they didn 't believe in him they didn't they didn't have uh, they, they didn't put faith in who Jesus was. all the prophetic things and and all the messianic promises and and pressure from the Roman government uh, to silence jesus um, was was all upon the family, so they didn 't believe in him they thought Jesus was out of his mind that 's mark chapter three, twenty and verse twenty one but after the resurrection, you can find that in first uh, Corinthians chapter fifteen um, where jesus uh, where Paul writes and says that uh, that Jesus appeared to um, to James, his brother, and then he appeared to him. Okay, that's, I believe that's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 through 6 or 1 through 7. You can read that and it speaks about the conversion of James, how James all of a sudden was a firebrand and turned into uh, one of the great leaders of the early church of the book of Acts. James, um, again, one of the, what we would call one of his Arch enemies. Some scholars, Josephus, um, uh, Sintonius, they write about how James um, actually was an enemy of Jesus. That um, he was, he kind of went into cahoots with uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, in order to pressure off, the, to to pressure uh, Jesus to to stop uh, to stop actually influencing the crowds, and uh, and so James was not a fan of Jesus growing up. And so, when you look at that and the great conversion that G, that uh, James had, then here you have Jude. Jude has a conversion also, okay? It's not so much known about Jude, but we find that Jude has a powerful message in the same likeness of his brother James. In fact, if you look at James chapter 1, and, and just think about this, um, those of you that are, that are listening, just think about this, that all of a sudden you realize you have a brother that's not just a human, but he's God. That he is God in the flesh. That the man that you are mad at was actually the creator of the universe. To, and it gives a, a whole new meaning to everything. How they had that revelation of who their brother really was. And and so, uh, if you read James chapter 1, you read how James, you know, he writes and he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that you may be entire wanting nothing. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who, give, who gives to all and liberally and abraded not that 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 uh, defense of who Jesus is the trials that you go through in verse 13 uh, uh, 11 12 13 James begins to take on the defense of Jesus when they said let Jesus he he says in his in his writings, uh, let no man say that we, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Why does he say that? He, what he's saying is that my brother, my brother would never do those things. My brother would never um, hurt you. My brother is not, um, does not tempt people with evil. My brother doesn't do that. It's a great defense for the relationship that James had. James was also known uh, as the one with camel knees, meaning that he would always pray. Why is that significant that uh, he's known as old camel knees by scholars? The reason was because he prayed so much. He prayed to Jesus. He began to talk to his brother. He realized that that wasn't his brother. He was making up for lost time. So prayer was a key thing in the book of Acts prayer prayer was something that was foundational to James his brother so James opens up um, opens up his Epistle, and he says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, he calls himself a slave. He calls himself a duel, a duelos. A duelos is a servant, one that that submits himself to another uh, unab- uh, unashamedly and and with a with abandoned love. That's what a bondservant was. Out of his own will, he submitted himself. to to his brother, but he doesn't call him his brother, he calls him God, he calls him Lord, Kyrios, he calls him the Almighty One, okay, he doesn't call him my brother Jesus, he calls him God, Theos, okay, Theos Kyrios. The, the, the God, the, the, the God, the, the God-man, my brother. He doesn't, again, he makes that huge distinction. That's what James does. James James like, man, I, I'm not, I, I have no words to describe him except for Lord Jesus. Okay? He doesn't call him his brother. He calls him God. Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Paul does the same thing. Paul says, Paul, a duelos, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God. It's the gospel of God. Think about this. Paul calls it the gospel of God or the gospel that comes from God. The gospel belongs to God. This is why we have to treat it differently because it comes from God. Romans 1, James 1 gives you an idea that once you see Jesus as who he is, it breaks all relational ties and it brings you into the gospel it brings you into who Jesus really is he is god so judas listen to his uh, start of his gospel of or his epistle he he reads it this way he says jude a bondservant of jesus and a brother of james and the brother of james he says i'm attached to him he you know james is jane judas is the little brother kind of like the Kind of like the bro- like like Peter's brother Andrew that kind of was good anointed to take the back seat. He was, he was anointed to be second fiddle. While Jude was also anointed to to take the second fiddle. He uh, he understood that my brother has some big shoes. James is a big dude. He's big. He got big shoes to fill. And I'm just I'm just this little guy that I'm the younger. I'm the baby. You know I'm the youngest one. So you know what? I'm just gonna submit myself. I, I know my place in the pecking order so Judas says hey he says as Judas a bond servant he uses the same word duelos a servant of Jesus Christ he doesn't call him his brother even though he had rights to do that James had rights to do that but they didn't do that because true revelation true revelation of who Jesus is puts relationships in its proper order and James just like Jude Use the same language with great revelation. And but Jane, but I like what Jude, Jude says. I am the brother of James. My brother is James. You know the big boy in uh, in the book of Acts in the in Jerusalem. That's my big brother. But listen to his message. Listen to Jude. You don't expect much from the little brother. But let's begin to start looking at Jude because Jude. Um, speaks in 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 uh, what I would call um, thoughts of three, you know, thoughts of three. Um, mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. The, this is a very powerful thing as you begin to just look at the voice and listen to the voice of Jude, the little brother of Jesus. Okay, uh, again, you you have. Um, the story of James, and I'm, I'm making these two comparisons so that you can start getting a um, a good feel for how powerful the revelation of Jesus was. James, okay, James has his his conversion or has his has his appearance with Christ documented in First Corinthians chapter 15, the first uh, one through seven speaks of that. Conversion with, um, with also uh, the great Apostle Peter, um, the Apostle Paul, when Paul says that he appeared to me after he appeared to James. Um, and so you have this revelation or this appearance of Jesus uh, to James. But you don't, you don't hear that from Jude. You don't hear that he appeared to him. However, However, the conversion and the understanding is very, very real as you begin to read and listen to the heart of Jude. Watch this. Mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. He's speaking to the church, and you know what he's saying? He he didn't he doesn't say peace, mercy, peace, and love be given to you. He says, Because you are of the kingdom. This is already given to you. It needs to be multiplied. Because what we are getting ready to face, what we are seeing in front of us, we need multiplication of these attributes of the Spirit, these fruits of the Spirit, to explode among us, to multiply among us okay we need this to spread among us jude is emphatic about this he's not giving any type of leeway because the little brother has a big message let's listen to this beloved while i was while i was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation and again he's talking about he's talking about how excited he was to write about the gospel to write about um the goodness of god the, the the things that god has in store, the promises of god how, how he was excited to write about those things he found himself necessary okay i found it necessary to write to you and exhorting you okay this is important to exhort you para kaleo, to get alongside you and encourage you that's what that word. Um, that's what that word exhorting means. Parakaleo. to get right next to you, speaking to you, your ear like a coach speaks to his athlete, and he begins to say encouraging things so that you don't give up in the fight. So you understand the necessity and the need to be strong at this time. I find it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend, to contend. This is this is. Um, Extremely important to understand. To contend, what does that mean? That word contend means to struggle and to fight. Okay? To struggle and to fight. To earnestly fight in other words you've got some skin in the game in, in other words you're going to begin to defend and and again i want you to understand that most people that that read the book of jude they have their they have their favorite parts okay of the book they have a problem you know that i'm i Uh, The the portion that says uh, speaking in your most holy faith, you you hear that, or I pray above all things that you prosper uh, and be in health even as your soul prosper. We pull that out of Jude. But Jude wants you to understand that it's deeper than just that. You've got to read the whole thing. Thing. You've got to understand what he's saying. Okay, he starts number one with get what? Mercy, love be multiplied. He begins to start talking about love and mercy. He begins to start talking about your approach to life, your approach to everything. Okay. Then he starts talking about um, what he wants to talk about. Okay. I wanted to talk to you about common salvation, things about daily life, daily Christian living, things that are important to Christianity. But then he says, but now I'm impressed of God to write to you about defending or contending. See, the true heart of a great man of God is not all of a sudden just say, fight for the faith. No, fight the right way. Put first things first love, mercy, <laughs> uh, peace. Let that be multiplied because that will control. How you fight that controls how you contend. He says, contend for the faith, struggle for this thing. Don't let it go. Do not be weak-kneed. Do not be immoral. Again, why? This is important to understand. This is important to understand. As Jude is writing this, okay, uh, he's. uh, It says that that he's earnestly contend for the faith, which was once for all delivered to you. This once and for all delivered to you is very important. Okay. He says earnestly for the faith. Okay. Not fight for faith, what you believe in, but fight for the reason that you do believe. Okay. The things that you do believe that constitute faith, the definite article of faith. Okay, what makes a believer in Christ a believer in Christ? You've got to fight for those things. The resurrection, the, the inerrant word of God, the infallibility of God's word. You know, we just heard uh, Andy Stanley said that, you know, at the end of the day, if you're honest, science wins. Who said? Who said? Science. Science is is at the mercy of man what they discover what they interpret how they what what they what they study what what they put down on paper they're not they're not right let every man be a liar except christ jesus this is important for you and I to understand as we move forward. We're going to have to fight and contend for the truth of God. And Jude, Jude, the little brother, has this big message. Okay, it starts with it starts again with mercy, peace, and love. That needs to be multiplied. That needs to be um, that needs to be exponential in our lives first, and then. We, then we can begin to contend. Then we can begin to contend because the faith, the faith that was given once and for all. Listen, this stuff that you just heard at the beginning, I, I keep playing Andy Stanley because he's just the gift that keeps on giving. He's influential but very much informed. Misin- misinformed. His theology is the more you study, the more you listen to him, it's more absurd and more absurd. I mean, if you're honest, you got to believe the science. If it's a difference between God and uh, the Word of God and science, he believes science and the creation. It's just a myth. He, he believes in the Big Bang Theory. He, are you kidding? And again, he influences thousands. Many people listen to him. That's why you bring it up. And he uses the Bible as a reference point. To what he wants to say, the Bible is not the sources of information. So we're going to have to contend with the for the faith in this, because there are many people that get disillusioned and pulled o, pulled away from the faith because of teaching like this. They they don't believe in that God created um, the heavens and the earth. They don't believe in the power of Scripture. You heard him. You heard what he said that your faith does not rely on Scripture. Okay, what, what? Well again, this is why Jude's message to us today is extremely important to fight or contend or to struggle for the faith. okay? Listen for the faith because the gospel doesn't change. I like what, I like what Romans 1 says that it's it's the separ- he was separated. To the gospel of God. It's not man's gospel. It's not a gospel that belongs to the church. It's not the gospel. No, the gospel belongs to God. The way you know the gospel is to know who God is. Everything emanates from God. This is is foundational and fundamental for what you are fighting for. So we are contending. We are contending in the marketplace. We are contending wherever we go um, for the gospel of God. for that which was given to us by God. Okay? This that's that that's that's worth fighting for. I'm fighting for what belongs to God, what God gave me to. Paul says, I'm separated to the gospel of God, not the philosophies of man, not to the culture, not to the whims of people. I'm separated to the gospel of God. Of God. It's God's gospel. John 3:16, the gospel of Jesus is the gospel of God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gospel, right? That's the gospel of God. It God initiated. Amen. So again, so Jude begins to tell us that we're going to have to fight and contend for the faith. The little brother got a big message. I'm going to be going through this book um, for the next few uh, podcasts on the little brother with the big message. Okay. Listen to this. He says, for certain men have crept in. For certain men have walked, got in incognito, okay, have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of God into lewdness and denied the only Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is important for you and I this is where we begin to lock in this is where you know the slick really preachers are the ones that come in that want that want Jesus but not the scriptures they want they want um, they want grace but they don't want accountability and they don't want transformation they want love without they they want mercy without discipleship they they want transformation um of of just exterior things but no real transformation of their hearts this 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 type of gospel that's being preached in our day again this is where the lgbtq community they all go infiltrated into churches like that why do they go in there because there is no true gospel there there's no true gospel there there's no contending for the faith this is what he's saying. So, this, this gospel he teaches, a Jesus without scripture, or a Jesus that has nothing to say about the culture, that's no Jesus at all. That's no Jesus at all. Jesus is Lord of all. That means he's Lord of the culture. This, the, the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and all that dwell within it. We have to get this back in order. Okay? So as a preacher, as as a preacher, I read this and I start getting astounded at what the little brother is really saying. Jesus' little brother's got a message. Jesus' little brother swings a big stick. Okay, I mean he quotes. He quotes just like James the big brother. He quotes just like Paul the great apostle. He pulls information from everywhere. He's a well-rounded, well-studied young man that stood and realized that that is my, my brother was God. And he's, I slept next to him. I ate dinner with him. I walked with him. I didn't understand him. May not have liked everything. You know, didn't understand everything. But once he rose again from the dead, I realized that everything was different. And I'm going to fight for the gospel of God, I'm going to contend for the faith. I'm going to walk in the power of the word of God, and and here Jude begins to warn. For certain men have crept, okay, have crept. The word the word is is cremal. They they have they have walked in with wrong teachings, okay, judgments. Okay things that go against the word of god okay that's that that they've crept in with this thing this this idea of walking in <laughs> unnoticed you know they walk in you know it it kind of reminds me of you know sometimes you you go into a into churches and, and I have this experience plenty of time where I try to sneak into the church and and you know you don't want to shake too many people's hands and you don't want to make a noise because you know you're just there to enjoy the service but then when people start knowing you and people start recognizing that it's yeah it's him in the crowd that's 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 him they come and start shaking shaking hands and they begin to know hey he's actually here or brother Flores is here or whoever is here and guess what they're no longer incognito they no longer or, you know you could try to creep in if you want but but that doesn't work it's almost like it's almost like um, it's almost like setting your alarm okay this is what Jude is beginning to do because see if you can if you don't set your alarm um, your spiritual alarm people will creep up in it okay but if you have your alarm on and it's just like it's just like the, the thief that doesn't know a ha- a house has has an alarm system but so he creeps in but once he crosses the the imaginary or the lines of of the of the of the beams or, or the alarm system once the door is cracked the alarm goes off he can no longer creep. He has been discovered and he has to run away or get caught by the police. He is halted right there. See, Paul um, Jude is saying there has to be an alarm. And the way you build an alarm system in your church is you begin to contend. You have to teach people to contend for the faith. Why? Because you we've got to catch these people that are creeping in. They have... they have bad intentions bad doctrines they want to start pushing out into the church out into our communities out into in the name of God why do they want to do that? because Jude knows just like Paul know, knew that the church will never be destroyed from outside forces. It will always be destroyed from the inside. Inside work are how we lack the standing of the truth. This is why you have so many movements to try to infiltrate the church. Okay, With the BLM movement infiltrating the Catholic systems and some of our Episcopalian churches and churches. Um, the Methodist churches, the ones that have embraced the LGBTQ communities, that that all of a sudden, that uh, now that they are, you know, uh, they are holding offices and positions in the church, um, the gay and lesbian uh, pastoral leaderships that are blessed. Oh, we're so progressive. The Catholic Church is bent over on this stuff, also. Why because they know they can't destroy us from the outside, they have to get on the inside, so they twist doctrine to get on the inside. oh, if you loved us if if you say you love God, how can you hate us if you know it's again it's a gospel it's a gospel based on mercy with with no law with no with no Uh, Scripture. They want a Jesus that has no authority or no power in the culture. That's not the Jesus we serve. And so, this is how they infiltrate from the inside. So, Jude says, I'm going to teach you how to set the alarm. I'm going to teach you how to fight. Why? Because we have teachers that are teaching things. And once they get done teaching things, guess what happens? They make They make a muck out of the grace of God. And they say lawlessness is okay. And corruption is okay. And they deny the only Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Little brother has a big message. Little brother begins to speak. And he begins to share that we need to contend for the faith that was once given to us. In other words, it's not going to be given twice. It's not going to be given three times. You can't make up your own gospel. You can't say, well, according to us, this is what we believe. According, No, no, no. It's been given once and for all. It's been given once once and for all it's been delivered you know it's kind of i like that word it's been it's been delivered to all the saints you know that word delivered i worked in the package industry for years and there's there's what we call confirmation of delivery and you'll get an email if you got amazon ups whatever every time they deliver something you get confirmation of delivery well guess what if they, if, you know, and everybody loves it, you know, we do pictures, we do emails, we do, we do, you know, just to let you know, hey, we delivered your package, hey, we delivered, it's delivered. Well, we have the Holy Spirit, is which is the proof, the down payment, the engagement ring uh, of the Spirit that um, that seals us to the day of redemption. We have it once and for all delivered. And the Spirit bears witness that it is delivered to us. And you know what? That's the one we are contending for. So we need to learn to set the alarm. How do we set the alarm? By getting into God's Word. Become become a bulldog. And join the struggle for truth. To defend the Gospel. And this is what little brother begins to do. Again, he doesn't say, hey, I'm the brother, I'm the little brother of Jesus. He says, no, I'm the brother of James, the pastor of the first church of of Jerusalem, the big boy there. That, That big brother, that's my brother. But I serve the living Savior, Jesus Christ, God. I know he was my brother, but I realize exactly who he is. He, Jude, commands us to fight, contend for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. This is a powerful message to take us into the weekend, to thrive on the gospel, to thrive on truth, because the little brother has a big message. Well, God bless you. I prayed you enjoyed this. And remember... Just because they sound good on video, they sound convincing. They, they say, yes, you know, the big fear, the bang theory. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even go on. That's so laughable. But they believe that. This is exactly what Jude was saying. If you know how to contend, you have an alarm in your spirit. And when you hear these doctrines that go out, that that destroy, destroy, Listen, destroy the grace and the message of grace and the power of grace. Your alarm will go off and you won't be pulled away. You'll stand firm in the word of God. You'll stand firm. Jesus' little brother recommends that you contend for the faith. It's everything. It's your all-in-all. All. It's the gospel of God, given to you, given to me. Let's defend it. God bless you. We'll talk to you later, and we will pick up again on James, uh, James and Jude, the brothers of Jesus, with big messages. Okay. Um, we will next week as I talk to you about the rest of these verses and we only picked up uh, three or four little verses here today but there's 25 verses we're going to pick them apart and you're going to see how powerful and how theologically correct and how Jude and how Jude pulls pulls the old testament into today how he pulls the moral law into today he pulls he pulls the laws of God into today because all scripture is inspired of God I don't care what Andy Stanley says. You don't need the Old Testament. You don't need the Scriptures. The Scriptures, you know, you don't build your faith in your life off the Scriptures. Listen, that is absolutely absurd. So enjoy your weekend. Get into God's Word. We'll see you next week. Uh, we'll speak to you next week on Prophetic Whispers. God bless you. Jesus is Lord. Have a wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.